You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. All right, all right, all right. Guys, I share the same birthday as Matthew McConaughey, so I feel like I can use that little tagline authentically. (laughs) Okay, so... Before we dive in on more of what bypassing looks like, um, I just want to point you in the direction of reviews. Please, please, it is so helpful to hear your feedback, um, your positive feedback in the form of reviews and any constructive feedback in the form of email is always welcome. Um, And please share along anything that resonates with you, any episodes that hit you in a particular way. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Um, Let's just dive in because I got so much coursing through my head that I want to get out. Let's begin with where we left off last time. Um, If you haven't listened to the last episode, um, I believe it's 13. No, it's 14. Episode 14 on bypassing your truth Go back and listen to that and then dive into this one. Here we go. Let's talk about the effects, the collateral damage of bypassing your truth. All right. First, let's talk about it in the context of relationship. And then we're going to talk about it in the context of um, your faith and spirituality. So in relationship, when you deny your truth, because, oh, I don't know, maybe it's like your partner isn't, um, you don't feel fully connected to them because they don't seem present or they're not open. They're more of an avoidant personality or maybe they're an anxious personality and it's overwhelming and you don't know how to communicate in a um, clear and connective way. Uh, whatever the reason is, okay, guys, it could be literally a million things, right? We all know what I'm talking about. It can be as big as an addiction issue or um, a faithfulness issue and as small as not um, feeling that you could be in the same space and be truly authentically yourself, Um, whether you're feeling insecure about the relationship or the way this person sees you or yourself or whatever it is. And not that that's a small thing, but I'm just saying that's like a daily thing um, that a lot of people, we all struggle with. So wherever the relationship is, here's where we need to start. What are the things that float in the back of your mind that you don't feel safe or able to approach with your partner? Um, whatever those things are, whether it's, is this really working? Am I really happy? Um, is this really what I want? Are we on the same page for our futures? Uh, are we aligned in our life pursuits? Uh, whatever it is. Okay. 
if you are not able to have clear, open access to your person, there's an authenticity issue. There's a trust issue with yourself, all right? So we like to point the finger at the other person and we like to say, well, if they would just blah, 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 then I could feel safe to blah, blah, blah. And sometimes that's true, right? But it starts with you, all right? So again, if you're feeling this towards your partner, just slide up a mirror right in front of their face and look at yourself for a second. If your partner isn't giving you what you need as far as connectivity, whether that's having a conversation, spending time with you, making space for you in their life, um, commitment, like making the commitment that you're looking for, whatever it is, I want you to ask yourself where you're not doing that for you. Where in your life are you not committing? Where are you not giving yourself a voice or being true to your voice? Where are you not showing up for yourself or spending the time and self-care that you truly need to function well? Okay, so that's step one. And then step two is getting to a place where you can clearly, calmly, and kindly relay those concerns to your partner. But none of that is even the point of this podcast. Stop getting me off track. I'm just kidding. Um, The point of this, today's podcast, is what happens when you don't do that. When you bypass that little scenario that I just told you about. When you figure out what your truth is or don't figure it out and you bypass it in order to maintain your current relationship. Because here's the thing, a lot of times, if not always, when you bring your truth, the most vulnerable thing about it and where all the fear is that keeps us from doing it is that we may lose. We are risking belonging with this person or if it's an organization or if it's at work or whatever. You are risking that person walking away and saying, oh, actually your truth doesn't work for me. No, thank you. And here's the truth. The, the overall truth, the umbrella truth is that's always a choice. That is always a possibility. So whether you speak your truth or not does not make that more of a possibility. All it does is it brings it forward quickly. And, and then you um, eliminate the stress of ongoing anxiety, feeling invisible, um, creating all these bad habits of relation, relating and operating within a relationship and yada, yada, yada. Okay, so basically by speaking your truth, you are fast forwarding the inevitable. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Whether you speak your truth now or you never do and 20 years go by or five years go by and then neither one of you can take it anymore or something happens or there's a betrayal or whatever. Um, Because here's the thing, unless you're consciously, actively working in the relationship, bringing your truth to your partner, your partner's bringing their truth to you and you're processing that and you're deepening your connection, then whatever 
is keeping you from going deep, whether that's inside yourself, which I would venture to say that we're always 50%, um, or it's the other person and their desires are different than yours, whatever. The misalignment is there, whether you speak your truth or not, okay? So I hear all the time in podcasts and all the people I follow, and I love this phrase, if it's not a hell yes for both of you, then it's a hell no, all right? So if both of you aren't all in, like on the same page, in alignment with where this relationship is going and what the commitment can be and all that, then it's a no. And in, in granted, in the dating phase and like in the beginning stages, or even if you're reworking, recalibrating your relationship, there is a grace period to have a lot of conversations and figure out and hash out what commitment does look like and what you are looking for and all that. And that could be a really beautiful, fun time. Um, but once you've decided or once you know what you want and what your truth is for a relationship, that is a non-negotiable for both of you at that point. And if one person is saying, this isn't a fit for me, then it's not a fit for both of you, no matter how right it seems to maybe one person. Okay, so that's really important to be aware of um, for anybody who's afraid of having that truthful conversation of like, hey, you know what, this actually isn't what I want, or it's not really working out for me. I wish that we could be more connected, or I wish that there was a commitment here, or whatever. Um, So bringing your truth forward basically closes that gap um, between you guys, or um, that space where a lot of shit can go awry, which is, that's where affairs happen. That's where pain and uh, like suffering happens within a relationship because it's these, all these covert, um, you know, hurt feelings and things like when people hide their truth, this is another piece of collateral, collateral damage. When you hide your truth and you bypass it, you become untrustworthy, All right. So whether that is something that is said out loud or understood consciously, it's there and both souls can feel it, that there's a truth being hidden here. And that makes me an unpredictable person because I'm not really sure how to be true to myself, which means I don't know how to be true to you because you can't go deeper with someone else that you, than you've gone with yourself. Um, so it's extremely important to understand that in being authentic, in deciding not to bypass anything that's true for you, you are bringing a safe space to the container of whatever relationship you're in, whether it's with your children, your parents, your siblings, your friends, or your partner. You are saying, I can be trustworthy because I know what's true for me and I know how to speak that and communicate that clearly and I'm not afraid. I mean, you could still be afraid, but still move through the fear and speak these things out loud and like have the hard conversations. So I'm not so afraid um, of the potential of losing this between us that I'm going to hide this truth or hide what's real for me. 
And that, when people do that, my God, the potential for intimacy and longevity of relationships and depth and beauty and wholeness and um, stability, it's just limitless at that point. And this is the idea that people talk about that there's you're bringing two whole people to the relationship. You're not bringing a half and letting the other person complete you because that's total fantasy bullshit. So the way you show up whole in a relationship is you live in your truth and you do not bypass it for any reason. Um, and, and it's not bypassing when you take some time, a few days or maybe a week or so, to figure out what your truth is and what's authentic for you. That's not bypassing. As long as you are processing and working through um, what you need and what you're feeling and who you are and anything like that, you're, you're in it. You're in the authentic space. Um, bypassing is a clear skirting around <laughs> You know, I think of a line and on a linear path, there's point A, B, C, D, E, right? Okay. When you bypass your truth, like say we're at point A, you like jump around point B, C, and D, and you just head over to E and you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. I'm not really sure how to have hard conversations, which would be point B. And I'm not really sure how to develop intimacy, which would be point C. And I'm not really sure how to trust and build a life with someone in a partnership that's supportive, mutually supportive of each other's individual dreams and a container of dreams together. So I'm just going to jump to point D, which is marriage, and then we'll figure it all out. Okay. How many of us have done that? Definitely me. And I know a lot of people do. Because we're all the ones who got divorced. <laughs> okay, listen, I know I make jokes about stuff that I shouldn't, but it's just true. Like when you go through a divorce, you really, you know, you either bypass again immediately <laughs> or you spend a hell of a lot of time contemplating what got you there and how to not repeat that pattern again. And here it is, my friends. It is staying authentic, staying in your truth. So moving over to the um, faith-based bypassing that is so common to do and the trouble, the heap of trouble that that can cause. Um, well, I'm just going to share my own story with that because that's what I have. So what I did was I was the best evangelical Christian girl you would ever meet, all right? I was a virgin when I got married. I was committed to God and wholeheartedly believed in everything the Bible said, even though that was confusing at times, but I was all in. And I had a deep conviction to be the best person that I could be and to be the most like Jesus that I could be. So those qualities were f like phenomenal, phenomenal wife material <laughs> back in the day. And um, also what it was, was phenomenal material for me to end up in an abusive relationship. And here's why. 
instead of spending my adolescence and my 20s cultivating a personal belief system as far as the kind of person I want to be uh, in humanity. All right, so this is maybe a little bit separate from my faith, uh, which back then my faith was who I was. So I did not have an identity outside of who I was as a believer in God. And that is very dangerous ground because... And, and again, this is language, like, please have grace for the language and, and the, um, the way I'm wording this and try to hear the heart and, and the deeper content of what I'm saying, because I'm not saying that believing in God is a death sentence for your identity. I'm not saying that people should not believe in God or the Bible. What I'm saying is that developing a sense of self and developing a spiritual life are two separate things. And when we make them one, when we put ourselves inside our spiritual life um, and that development of self inside our spiritual life, we are setting ourselves up for the one of the grandest bypasses we can in our lifetime. So... I did that for sure. I was like, yay, I I don't even know how to figure out who I am. And that seems really scary. So I'm just going to like immerse myself in my faith. And that became my, my stability, even though it was a false sense of stability and security and foundation to build a life on. It became really realistically what it was, was a crutch. It was the crutch that held me up as long as it could before reality hit that I don't actually know who I am. I don't actually know how to navigate pain, emotional pain, any kind of pain, pain from my past. Um, I don't know what my rights are as a human, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, so those are easily stepped over and I feel like a doormat. I did not know, um, I didn't know how to take care of myself. And so I found another crutch quickly and got married very young because these crutches came when there was a fear behind them. So the crutch of my faith came when there was a fear that I didn't know how to do life on my own or as an adult or like figure anything out. I didn't know how to find out who I was. So I got this crutch and I wanted to identify with a group. I wanted to be part and belong and find acceptance. All right. Because I didn't know how to give that to myself. The second crutch came when I hit this fork in the road in my adulthood. And I was like, Oh shit, I don't know how to take care of myself. Like I'm just being a student. I could be a student forever. I was in college at the time and Thinking about what happened after that was absolutely terrifying to me. So I was like, ah, sweet, I'll just get married. Bypass. So I bypassed that um, coming of age, really, that opportunity to dig in and face my fears and have some self-discovery. And I just went right into marriage. The collateral damage of that ended up being, for me, again, this is not going to be for everyone, uh, but for me, it ended up being... I was in an abusive marriage to an addict. 
um, who is also using faith, his faith as a crutch, as a way of bypassing what the truth of his real state was. And not to say he was a bad person, um, but he had some stuff he needed to deal with and he didn't, it was too scary and overwhelming to deal with that mental illness, addiction, some deep trauma from his childhood. And so he bypassed and dove into being a pastor at a mega church and that became his identity, but it was a false identity and it didn't hold up and it never will. It never will. Whether it lasted for five years, it lasted 10 years for us, or it could have lasted 50 years, it doesn't matter. The, what happens to the human soul in that period of bypassing, the longer you stay there, is absolutely devastating. And it doesn't mean you can't heal from it, but every, for every moment you bypass and every year you hide behind your truth and you don't bring it forward, or you hide your truth and you don't bring it forward, for every, that will take an investment of deep brutal honesty and that excavation post bypassing. So once you decide I'm going to live consciously, I'm not going to hide behind um, this facade or persona anymore. And you bring your truth forward and you learn to be authentic and you practice honesty every day. That shit is so hard. The longer you bypass and it's scary. It doesn't mean it can't be done. But I'm telling you, having lived like that for 10 solid years, I want to encourage all of you, the sooner the better, start today being honest. Stop skipping to step E and go to just the next right step. Have the hard conversation that you're avoiding. Make the decision to choose your best interest here and stop putting others' needs and wants before your own. It's so critical to save your soul, to save the core of who you are, and to ultimately find your true identity. So I will leave you with that today. Um, this is big stuff. This is like life. This is life or death, honestly. It's the difference between living as an existence of a skeleton and living whole and full-hearted and fully expressed, all right, muscly, tan skin, dewy skin, like this is the difference. Be a skeleton or be your full potential. Um, and it, it comes down to this, bypassing your truth and authenticity. So what will you choose today? This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.